We are live here for one last pre-Super Bowl draft in the big board, competing for $200,000. Of course, all the rookies, all the players we're looking forward to in 2024. It is February 8th, 2024, draft number nine for me so far, streamed here in best ball season. Of course, looking forward to a season that is seven months away. And today, guys, we are going to find the joy because I have to tell you guys, uh, I did get a comment yesterday from a guy who's now blocked from the channel because I don't need <laughs> I don't fucking need it. Uh, but a comment from a guy yesterday who said that I was being a negative Nancy on stream. And number one, I could tell that that man is over 50. There's nobody, I can't imagine anybody, <laughs> anybody calling you a negative Nancy seriously and saying that. But I do realize that he, he did have a point, even though, again, muted on the channel, never coming back. And I know he also disliked all the videos over the last week uh, when I did tell him that in a comment. Uh, so. So uh, point being, though, I did take away from this guy that I, I need to take the feedback earnestly. I need to find the joy in drafting. And I know a lot of us out there coming from last best ball season, heading into another one right away. A lot of people wanted some downtime. A lot of people wanted some break. And I think for me in particular, as a, a stream drafter, uh, somebody that does have my picks out there, that's my takes out there. You guys, if you watch these shows, you know, pretty in and out, who are the guys I like, who are the guys I don't like. And as a result, some of you guys, because you trust me, thankfully as a creator, you then want to get some of my players. You want to take some of the guys like I, I get it. And I think that's a fair one. Also going to point out Bijan on the thumbnail. We're getting Bijan. That's whenever I can align that, I am happy to do it. So I will never put a guy in the thumbnail. I don't actually want to take. Uh, but point being, like, I think that uh, for me, you know, I've been kind of like frustrated by that, <laughs> honestly. And playoff best ball too, as I mentioned, like, I think it's fun, but it's not my favorite format. So I'm now going through two draft cycles where I'm maybe not bringing my full joy. Um, and I think I was in the beginning of the big board. And then as I realized all you guys know my rookies I want, and everybody's taking Jaden Daniels and Audric Estime, uh, then I kind of lose the joy a little bit. But I'm going to find that joy today. That's my goal here. So. Let's find that joy together. Let's start off with Bijan, a man who's going to be in a much better situation. Zach Robinson, former Rams. Uh, he wasn't the coordinator. He was the QB's coach, I believe. Uh, now the offensive coordinator for Atlanta. So the hope is he's going to have some principles from the Rams brought over. And I am going to take those principles and put them in my pocketbook. Along with... So we have Jonathan Taylor, not that big of a discount. Do believe in Jonathan Taylor, once again, having a good year, though certainly some more goal line work going AR's way now that he will be back in and full health. Devon Achan, I don't mind either, but you know who I like? <laughs> I like Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's going to step on the field and meet Justin Jefferson. That is our bet on Marvin Harrison, and he sparks joy for me. I think Bijan sparks amount of a uh, certain amount of joy. Obviously, I've been in the bag for big Tyler Algier for a while now, but the Bijan, a guy coming in, thought he was still fairly impressive with what he did, in particular, uh, some of the short pass game work he got last year. I think anybody coming in, if you are a Zach Robinson coming in and you're trying to scheme up things, you're going to see some of the best plays that Bijan had were goal line touches. So I think there's upside for Bijan. For Marvin Harrison, he's just the best outside receiver to come into the NFL since uh, Calvin Johnson. So that is what we're getting out of him. Uh, these guys spark joy for me, and now I'm I'm joyful. I'm full with joy. Joy to the world indeed. Joy to the world. Uh, we are here for the joy. Fuck the, the downer Debbies. Yes, the negative Nancys and the Debbie Downers are no longer allowed here on Splash Play. We're only finding joy. Uh, check out some other comments here as a 55 year old. And that's not put me in the stereotypical bag. Well, I didn't know that our boy, Steve, big pun is a 55 year old. Look, you know, age is always going to be a thing where you're only as old as you want to be. Like I'm 39. I don't talk about my age very often. You're much like our pal Pete Overset. I don't want to get, I don't want to be spoiled as somebody as a fake Gen Z, although I'm not fake Gen Z. I think I'm pretty clearly a millennial. Um, in every way, <laughs> I think in terms of my personality, in terms of my, my, how I look and all that. Um, but I would say, you know, for everybody out there, you know, you just gotta, 
you got to be young in heart, I think is the main thing. I, the one thing I noticed for me that I feel like does make me feel old is it's just hard to keep up with like various famous people who aren't really relevant to my life. So it's like, oh, this person, it's like, oh yeah, everybody knows them. They were on Disney shows that like I didn't watch when I was a kid. And then also then they were on this, this show that like pretty little liars. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's the part that makes you feel old. But besides that, you know, ultimately trying to stay hip with the times. That's a very youthful expression. That's all we can do. No double RB builds, not for me. Uh, that's not a thing I'm trying to do. Uh, yesterday was the most tempting one that I think I've had where had, had Jameer Gibbs was uh, kind of pondering going Jameer Gibbs or Kyron Williams. Then Kyron Williams fell in the second round. And I could have had him there. But for the most part, I don't love dual RB starts. I think it's really tough, especially in the current wide receiver landscape where you just saw Tank Dell going at 23. Like, you know, last year, let's say Tank Dell had the same opportunity. I think Tank Dell goes closer to where Christian Watson does. Like, I think that fundamentally like Christian Watson last year tanked though this year, not dissimilar bets. You know, both guys coming off of injury histories, uh, both guys who I guess Christian Watson, enormous tank Dell, not, but besides that, like kind of similar upside players, but because of the fact that you now are not getting tanked Dell late, if you're taking running backs early and taking multiples of running backs, you're now getting like, you're losing a lot of ceiling at wide receiver. So uh, to me, it's not a thing that I want to start with the bimodal RBs, even though you could do that. Thank you. Yes, you look late 20s, early 30s. I appreciate that. I I look younger when I don't have a beard too, but I actually grew the beard because when I was at Barstool, everybody thought I was in my early 20s. And I'm like, I don't like, I want to be taken seriously because I'm like a, which, you know, in hindsight, I should have just done what famous people do is you try to look as young as possible and you fake it till you make it everything else. But I was like, no, I want to be taken seriously. So I started growing the scruff. And then now, now my face is too fat to not have a beard though. I did trim the beard today because I got tired of the I can't grow in a full luscious beard, I've learned. I can grow in like chunks start to grow in and other parts don't. So you are now getting, we are now fully back to the the small, moderate sized beard for all those who are tracking at home. DK Metcalf, Mike Evans on the board here. Sam Laporta on the board here. Wide receiver getting thinner by the moment. DK Metcalf, how are things going to be for him in an offense with, again, a defensive head coach for sure. I think this is a Sam Laporta spot. I've not been getting a lot of Sam Laporta so far. Don't think I'm going to get bled out at wide receiver here by skipping for now. Uh, just frankly, DK Metcalf, I'm okay with. Uh, Mike Evans, I'm okay with. Obviously, Mike Evans can go back to Tampa Bay, be in as good of a situation, go somewhere else. Then you have, hopefully, the chances again. The Chiefs, the spot that I think people have wanted for him for years. Uh, but, you know, there's a chance that his spot gets better as well. So I'm okay with DK Metcalf and Mike Evans, but I was okay waiting too, frankly. Don't love them enough. <laughs> a young supple specs. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's right. Off stream. I look like Catherine Zeta Jones. It's all, it's all on air visual effects to make me look beautiful in real time. Um, all right. Got Cooper cup here. As you guys know, I have no aversion to taking. Uh, we have running backs besides that we have QB. This is really not a preferred pocket for me. I am still willing to buy in on Cooper cup. Do you feel like uh, this is not this is not a point that's related to why you should draft Cooper Cup or not. Puka Nakua, some really nice things to say about Cooper Cup. And I do think that even if Puka continues to ascend, Cooper Cup is going to be there as a vessel off them. And if anything, you know, Puka with the year that he had, maybe Puka starts to draw a little bit more attention. And if Cooper Cup can stay healthy, easier to get himself open because he's not going to necessarily see the, the best coverage. He might see now second best coverage a little bit more. So I personally, as you guys have seen so far, this draft cycle, I think Cooper Cup is undervalued in general, like for the upside for what he's been historically. But I think right now, like I, I in particular could use him in this build where we have Marvin Harrison as our wide receiver one and no wide receiver two yet. 
Uh, would you send Higgins or Dell for Kyron in a win now dynasty format? No, because there's a shot that Higgins goes somewhere else, becomes a real wide receiver one. I still think it's most likely he comes back to Cincinnati, but uh, you have that out. And if that's the case, like you could be talking about him really being um, as good as Jamar Chase, probably a little bit less efficient, but as good um, in some respects. So I wouldn't do that trade. And for Dell too, I think at worst, he's going to be a wide receiver three in a really high upside offense. And that assumes that the Texans could add another you know, outside playmaker uh, as a vessel against Nico Collins. But I still like those guys better than Kyron, I think, because Kyron, there's a chance that he, well, A, those guys are young enough that like they could have, you know, 10 years of value for you in a dynasty. But number two for Kyron, like there's still the shot that they bring in somebody who either takes away his goal line role or takes away his pass game role. And if he loses one of those, he's already a much worse play. So I, I wouldn't do that trade. I think it's a fair way to look at it. I think Higgins is a shot to be better than Dell this year. Um, because they're again, like Higgins could go somewhere like Higgins could go to the Texans. Like that is one spot where, um, if the Bengals don't franchise tag them, like that Texans have 70 million in cap room. And if you want to improve that offense fast and give just give shroud one more target to throw to reliably, who also isn't going to be a diva about it. That is, I, I think I've mentioned this landing spot a few times. I think that'd be a really sick landing spot uh, for him, but you know, but there's obviously the Bears rumors have been there for a while. I don't think they really need him with DJ Moore. But if you are going to bring in Caleb Williams, getting Caleb Williams one more weapon makes sense. So I think Higgins has a couple outs that could lead to him being you know a much better play next year. But but Dell still, I like Dell a lot. Everyone pissing yellow today. That is that is indeed true. Uh, Bindles, what is your channel on YouTube? Yes, indeed. Bindles here. You could search Bindles, but uh, Bindles, I don't know if you could drop a link. But if you drop a link with like a space in it, I'll I'll fix it for you. Um, also one thing to note in the chat, if you're watching live, uh, if you ever wanted a guest host splash play, of course, this has become a one man shop here since if I can't have Pete, I'll have nobody, uh, but we do need to promote probably. So here's what I'm doing. Uh, if you leave five stars and a review on probably, uh, the probably app store version, of course, uh, my sports betting app where we track data from the winningest sports books around the world to get you the best bets every day. Uh, going to answer to win and basically going to be giving away a guest hosting spot every month uh, here and more if I decide I need more reviews, but but uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, check the link in the description and uh, let me make a pick here. So we have two wide receivers. George Pickens do expect to take a little bit of a step backwards. This Arthur Smith offense, maybe more PPR points, but less home run plays. Romo Dunze, a guy I keep getting stuck with and I'm going to get stuck with him once again, Romo Dunze. And I'm okay with it. The logic I will justify it for here is that I have taken Harrison and neighbors before in a draft. I do think that Romo Dunze is the wide receiver three, even though, you know, if he doesn't test as an elite athlete, I'd prefer Troy Franklin, who I think will be an elite athlete. But for right now, with Romo Dunze's going, we're going to take him one more time, and he will be paired with my Marvin Harrison. I think for the first time I've done a draft. Probably is just for Apple, but if you have an Apple account, you could leave a review. Like, look, just download it and leave a review. <laughs> Ultimately, if you have an Apple thing, uh, if you have an iPad, if you have a Mac, you can download it on there too. Uh, but yeah, just really just need the reviews on there because uh, I'll talk about it in a second. All right, so we have a 0131 here. Wide receiver has been very much bled out unless we're going to reach for somebody exponentially. Um, I think that Josh Jacobs is an okay value here. Obviously not that big of an ADP discount. 57.5 ADP, we're getting him a pick 64. But I think he's going to be somewhere and be a bell cow back. And I think that's the part in free agency that these guys get driven down because people don't know their landing spot. In reality, you just have to assume that certain backs, I would say in this particular free agent class, Jacobs and Eckler being the two most noteworthy ones, uh, DeAndre Swift to a lesser extent, those guys are going to go somewhere and be a bell cow back. So I'm happy to take Josh Jacobs at this point because there's just no, no wide receivers on the board. I'm not going to reach. Uh, here's Bindles. Actually, I can't. I don't think I can link this. 
I can't copy it, but check Bindle's chat there and just remove a space or something. Uh, but yeah, so check the app store there for probably if you want to enter again, five stars interview, just leave a way that I know who it is, whether your your Twitter handle or your chat name. And uh, I'll pick somebody at the end of the month who can then be a guest host for a show. So you also have to want to be a guest host, but leave five stars or interview on there uh, on probably. And it a, helps me out a bunch because frankly, we're dealing with people now that are like finding the app for the first time. And the frustrating part is like, they're idiots. So like one guy was like, they're charging $500 for this. And it's like, no, that's if you buy a year of it. And the point is to save you money. So if you don't want to go monthly, like, so that's what we're running up against. So I need your guys' support on there. So that is why the give and take of it all. And basically, I think my plan is to run this throughout the summer. So if you put a review in now, I'll count it in August as well. So uh, if you want to be on Splash Play, if this matters, if this matters, I, I don't know. You guys tell me if it matters. But if it does matter, leave five stars in a review in some way for me to know who you are. And uh, you could say whatever. Say something nice in there, ideally, about the app. All right, there we go. Man, I think T's way overrated. He was great last year. He was more efficient than Jamar Chase. Uh, he was, I mean, he was a really strong player. He was better when Jamar Chase was off the field than Jamar Chase was with Higgins off the field. Um, I'll not, like, I think I carry that in a lot more steam where this year he clearly did not show that the same way. Um, but I, I think T Higgins to me, like, that he's that guy that people pay, you know, what, what did Christian Kirk get? T Higgins is getting at least that, if not a lot more. So um, I would say that he's a, a strong play, but you know. Yes, I agree. I agree. That's the irony too, is that 500 for a year is a really good deal. 500 for a month would be a little bit aggressive, but even that, like if the data is good enough, um, I don't know, but like we charge, we, we charge really cheaply. And, and honestly, you know, this is just me kind of talking about being a startup founder, I guess, and what that, what I'm learning about that process. When you charge cheaply, you get people who pay cheaply and people who pay cheaply tend to be poorer and a little bit dumber. And I think that's the part that kind of sucks when you're building an app where like, I think it's, I'm trying to save people money. I'm trying to help democratize what expected value betting is in a way that like actually helps people win at a reasonable price tag and also for free. Like you can still go through the app for free right now. Um, but yeah, like I think that's the kind of thing that's frustrating is like if you try to help people that are like, you know, people you're going to see at a grocery store who can't figure out where the oranges are uh, like, and you have them as your customers, it's like, oh, so I want you guys as my customers <laughs> ideally, but I get sports betting's not in every state and, and whatever the case may be. T is more likely franchise tags. He's most likely franchise tag. Yes, but you got to play both outcomes. I think, um, I agree. If he goes back to Cincinnati, you're not getting a much better outlay though. There's a shot that they're a little more aggressive, uh, changing offensive coordinators, but you know, a little bit tough. All right. So we kind of got avalanched here because there's really, really nothing at wide receiver for screens now. And at this point, I'm not, I'm not flinching. <laughs> I'm not flinching. I'm taking Austin Eckler here. I think that Ramondre is an okay play as well. Uh, really, Eckler and Ramondre kind of have the same thing going for him that Eckler is either going to be on the Chargers with a new coach who then he can win over or you know run the risk of, I guess, losing a role, or he's going to go somewhere else where they're probably signing him with some, you know, some capital coming in. And for him, that could mean that he's getting a new opportunity to be great again. Uh, but I think he's in a good spot. Ramondre is in a good spot as well because the Patriots are overhauling everything, bringing in a lot of changes on both sides of the ball. Um, that's something where Ramondre can win over that new coaching staff, or they could end up, you know, going a different direction. So you have the risk slash the upside for both guys. I'm okay with both, uh, though I am not gonna take Ramondre here as well. Am I? I don't. I really don't want to ski into the avalanche here. Herbert on the way back. I, I just like, I have some real concerns now that Greg Roman is the offensive coordinator of that offense. Um, obviously, I don't, <laughs> he would have to be the offensive coordinator of that offense. 
I am. I'm going to take Herbert. I will take Herbert for the QB just to not take another running back here. Uh, but the value is definitely at running back because this is such a piss heavy room. And I guess I needed to get ahead of that avalanche a little bit more. The one deviation as two deviations here for Bijan and Sam Laporta made my wide receiver room very uncomfortable. So we are going to have to fight to get some guys we believe later on. Yeah, that's the assumption here. Uh, I think I forget, somebody was really going hard against it. It was either like a Matt Harmon type or somebody somebody in that tier of, of uh, fantasy football creator uh, talking. Actually, might have been Pat. So I would say I would put Pat in that Matt Harmon tier now. Uh, Pat Corain, I think, posted a Twitter thread about like uh, how bad it's going to be for Greg Roman to be the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Um, I tend to agree. Like it's going to be bad for everybody if the running backs are, and even then the running backs are going to be less efficient. Probably it's just going to be a lot of like them banging their head against the wall to get results. Uh, but I agree. Like it's going to be a worse outlay for Justin Herbert. Still okay. Taking him here. Maybe the hope is that we see Justin Herbert forced to run a little bit more, but that didn't happen this year with Kellen Moore, who does like his QBs uh, to be a little bit more in the running game. Uh, so I just don't know that it's going to be a good spot for Herbert. Uh, I think his ADP is appropriate where you're pricing in the downside risk. But um, he just might be less efficient passing. He might have less downfield passing. He might have less opportunity to pass overall, even though he's obviously a much more efficient passer than Lamar. Or, you know, maybe not obviously, but earlier in Lamar's career, let's say compared to Herbert now. Um, so there's a lot of risk with Herbert, I think. Harbon, Roman, kill all fun. Yeah, I would agree. Jalen Warren seems like an Arthur Smith kind of guy. I think Najee feels a little bit more like an Arthur Smith kind of guy. But I think they're both going to have a role. I mean, I think they both are perfectly fine. 15 to 20 touchbacks, depending on the game. Um, so we'll see, but I, you know, so Arthur Smith, so I'd expect him to be running the ball about 30 times a game and, and what that split is, you know, I think he's going to favor Najee a little bit more, um, but we'll see like Najee, you know, I thought Najee looked good visually last year and the analytics didn't look as bad as the year before. So I think there's still hope for Najee. If you are one of those people who's dying on that hill. Shout out Adam here. Shout out all you guys watching. Of course, uh, if you are watching live or after the fact, uh, please subscribe down below. Splash play on that March to 4K subs now to 5K subs to 10K subs and a million K subs. And we can't do it without you. But of course, we'll still continue streaming every day, Monday to Friday. In fact, might have some more good stuff coming up here on the channel. I had a very productive call with one of our friends at Underdog uh, yesterday about my deal renewal. So I'm enthusiastic to see what comes out of that. But I think there are going to be good things that result for the channel here as a result and the ability of me to do more shit on the channel. Uh, so that's the, the good news here. So I uh, appreciate you guys being here for the journey and strap in for more. Uh, lots to come, especially for the premium members. Uh, I think a lot, a lot that I'm trying to figure out to, to make work for everybody, to make us all feel beautiful. For, to bring joy, the joy that I'm having in this draft with no wide receivers. <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, it's just something. <laughs> Spags to a slightly elevated rooftop, perhaps, but we'll take it. Did you do any PGA basketball drafts? No, but I am starting to play PGA DFS weekly. Did do the 20 max uh, this week as I play with these stochastic PGA Sims. So been having fun with that. Um, I don't know that I expect Mike Williams to be back in the Chargers. He is a big cap casualty. He's ahead of his ACL recovery, which I presume is the, yeah, that's the news item here. Um, which is a good thing for Mike Williams. I do need a wide receiver, though. Really worry about him with the knee, with the fact that we don't know his outcome. But we'll assume he comes back to the Chargers and take him here. So Mike Williams, welcome to the squad.
That's a very nice comment by Adam. I like a streamer who responds to comments respectfully and tries to have a conversation. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Adam. I that is one of the things somebody actually recommended because of my 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 plight about people maybe taking some of my guys and drafts that I start to delay the streams. And it's like, yeah, I could delay it five minutes or whatever. I don't know actually how you do that offhand. Um, but I like the the chat's like the joy of this. Like <laughs> this is the fun for me. It's like having you guys in there and know that there are people watching and engaging. So I I appreciate that very much, Adam. And Anybody else, if you're a new name around here, if you're watching the streams at a regular basis and you get what's going on, hop into the chat. Don't be shy. I don't, the chat doesn't bite except for Tyler and he only does that consensually and I would hope erotically, but who knows? All right. We are still firmly in running back season. Do you think Tyler Lockett's undervalued? And at this point, we're just trying to salvage a wide receiver core. So let's go to Tyler Lockett here. Team so far, Justin Herbert, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Marvin Harrison, Cooper Cup, uh, Romo Dunze, Mike Williams, and Tyler Lockett. Two guys that I think could come up 40 spots over the course of the offseason. So actually, I do think it was, this was a pretty good bailout for me, somebody who wants to feel comfortable with the amount of wide receivers I have and their ceilings. And uh, Williams and Lockett, two guys who, again, could be free agents, going to better spots, could go back to their old teams with a renewed outlook. I think there's hope for both of them. Ah, the Lad McConkey guy. I didn't know that's who Adam was. But yes, Adam was debating me yesterday about uh, Lad McConkey. Uh, Jaden Williams goes to Alex Keaton, by the way, which would have liked to get Jaden here, but it is what it is. Um, about Lad McConkey and saying that he believes that Lad McConkey is going to run a 4-4. I don't mean to laugh at him, but uh, thinks that Lad McConkey is going to prove to be an elite athlete. Uh, I tend to disagree. Um, I tend to think that he's just a slot guy. And if Adam is right, then we can forever give him his flowers for that because... Uh, Adam definitely cape for him, cape for Lad harder than anybody has so far that I've seen on stream. Even though I do know Lad McConkey uh, has some fans on social media, I am not one of them. I think that he did not do enough to earn targets uh, this year, especially where he couldn't even qualify amongst the top 200 receivers. But also last year, like he only had like a 25% target per out run rate, which you know Georgia wasn't throwing the ball a lot. But if you're this good of a uh, guy, if you're this good of a route runner, uh, if you can play out wide, I think you should earn targets at a higher rate. Uh, but we'll find out. Again, the combine is going to matter for everything a lot more than, than our takes in, in January and February. Uh, one guy I do uh, want to shit on a little bit, though. I did see our guy, our pal Eric Bime for, uh, I think he's been on Splash Play before. I'm pretty sure he's been on Splash Play at least once. Uh, if not, though, I like Bime for a lot. Spike Week does a great job as well, even though we've crushed him as a YouTube channel. So I'm sorry to Bime for about that. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I, honestly, their tools and stuff, like things that I would never have the ability to do with. Uh, and they're doing a lot of great things. Well, I think they have an almanac coming out this year. But Bime for is like really on social media going hard for Ray Davis. And I know there's a lot of people who watch film who like Ray Davis. I just don't know how you have like a 24 year old guy coming off of knee injuries um, who frankly didn't prove out that well in advanced analytics, like how you can start really planning your flag for him. Like he believes that at least from what I saw in the Twitter threads, I don't want to put words in by for his mouth, but he was like, Ray Davis is like my RB one potentially. I'm like, I don't what? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. If Ray Davis's numbers, you know, 19.6% stuffed run rate, not good. That's actually the worst in the class besides Nakia Watson and Nakia Watson's probably not getting drafted. Um, he also doesn't avoid tackles that well, 23.6% rate, which is better than guys like Blake Corum. Blake Corum fell to 10%, but it's not Bucky Irving at 34. It's not Audric Estime even, uh, you know, I guess he's right there with Estime, but less of a power back. So I'm willing to give Estime a little more grace on that, but I'm in the bag for Estime. Point being, I just don't believe in Ray Davis that much. And I don't believe a 24 year old running back is going to get enough draft capital to land anywhere. I think he's going to end up in the the um the Wayne McBride category of guys that look good and kind of just aren't going to actually get drafted enough to matter. Um, all right. 
Need more wide receivers still. I think Troy Franklin went, right? Fucking Troy Franklin went. Can't get him. Adonai Mitchell, I don't like very much. You know what? I said I'm going to be a nice guy today. I'm going to do some things that are nice for people. I'm going to take Lad McConkie for our guy Adam in chat. Lad McConkie, come on down. Could have taken Gabe. Uh, I did see our pal Felix has like 80% Gabe Davis, which I don't know when when Felix and uh, and our pal Liam, uh, of course, Liam Murphy, the, the well-known Bills fan, uh, I don't know when they switched brains, <laughs> but apparently that's how it went. So teams so far, Justin Herbert, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Marvin Harrison, Cooper Cup, Romo Dunze, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, and Lad McConkey. One of these things is not like the other. You tell me which. You tell me which. The magic conk won't let me down. I, I like calling him the magic conk. Uh, I mean, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell me on a guy, give me a fun nickname. Conker's bad fur day. The video game also pops to mind too. Workshop something around that. How do I feel about Roman Wilson? Uh, the Minis- uh, the Michigan offense was so oppressive that you could make the case that maybe he's a better player, but he wasn't a big target earner. And JJ McCarthy was somebody that I hold in esteem. Uh, very good analytically in terms of what he did. Uh, I think Roman Wilson. If he goes to the Texans and there, he was talking to Nick Casario at the senior bowl. Um, and that was something that was reported and whatever, like I could see why that would be something that appeals for sure. Uh, for me, you know, I worry a little bit. We have Stafford here. I kind of wonder if I could keep kicking Stafford down the pike. Um, it's a Puka drafter. Puka drafters. Puka drafters coming up. I'm taking Stafford for my second QB. We'll have the all LA QB squad. So Herbert and Stafford, Bijan, Josh Jacobs, Eckler at running back, Marvin Harrison, Cooper Cup, Romo Dunze, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, and the magic conk, Lad McConkey at wide receiver, and Sam Laporta at tight end. Conk daddy. All right. Well, either way, we got him. Yeah, for Roman Wilson, like if he lands in the right spot and it's somebody that was really wowed by his senior bowl stuff and he becomes a deep ball threat, Maybe he has a shot. I think his best case scenario is being Justin Watson, like a guy who's like a downfield target, but not really not getting at a high rate. Um, he's draftable. I would rather, in terms of late wide receivers, where's, it, where's Roman Wilson's ADP? Roman Wilson at 189. So who would we take at 189 and wide receiver over him? Let's go down here. I would take a shot at Alec Pierce. Do you think another year with AR is going to be a benefit for him? I would take a shot at A.T. Perry. Uh, Ricky Pearsall was very good. this. Uh, actually, he was good with AR. Kind of thought AR drove his value, but he actually was also good this year. Um, don't mind him. Reynolds, probably not. Brent, 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 eh, Brendan Rice, I think I like a little bit more as well. I don't know, man. I think Roman Wilson, like things have been very reactionary in the big board. If there is a news item that comes out, or as we've talked about, just guys like back half the performance last year, everything's really hitting ADPs extra hard in a way that I don't think is fair to what the reality is going to be. That's how these guys have value for the draft season. So for me, Roman Wilson is like very artificially driven up right now. And I think that, you know, I think Justin Watson is the comp for me. Like maybe he's out there getting routes. Maybe he has one or two spike week games. I just don't think he's going to be a real dude. Actually like that team a lot. If you think Harbaugh will help get Herbert back on track. I agree. I think that the Harbaugh negative steam is going to get really heavy over the summer. So if I had to guess, I'm probably still buying Herbert and some of these chargers at a bit of an apex price, I guess, besides Keenan, who's I expect to come down. But I think once people really start to wrap their heads around and hear also the reporting of people and guys like Corrine going, Hey, like Harbaugh and hiring Roman is really bad for this offense. Um, I think that's something that will start to, 
uh, pick up some steam over the summer. So yeah, I agree that like buying in on that dip is going to be valuable, but I would guess the dip goes further than what it is right now. All right. Coming up again here. Could continue building out Chargers bullshit with Josh Palmer. Not sure that I want to go that way. Do you see one guy on screen that we have not gotten off and welcome back to the club, Audric Estime, the running back, the, the people's Ray Davis, the real Ray Davis is Audric Estime. Um, I don't know how you could look at anything with Ray Davis and not like Audric Estime anymore. If you're a film guy and you watch Ray Davis and you go, I prefer him over, over Audric Estime, I think that's wrong. If you look at the data and you prefer Ray Davis over Audric Estime, you're wrong. Um, I feel very strongly about that one. Again, no, no slight specifically to buy him for. He just, he, he just really made a, a long thread about Ray Davis and I had to really simmer in, <laughs> in the Ray Davis juices as a result. Uh, but estimate to me, much better, much stronger. Bindle's hitting that probably review. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll draw at the end of the month. That'll be the way we do that here. So we'll draw at the end of the month and we'll book the the uh, the guest show shortly after that. So if you are trying to win a, a guest spot here on Splash Play again, check the pin chat. I'll also leave in the pin comments. Five stars and a review for the Probably app on the App Store and just leave some way that I know it's you so I can book you on the show. All right, we got Darren Waller here. If we want to do a second tight end, kind of fun. Josh Palmer available. I think that Josh Palmer makes sense here. Is Josh Palmer under contract will be the next follow-up question for this one because that is not one currently on my radar. Let's see, spot track, Josh Palmer. I feel like I've already looked this up on stream because I'm seeing that this has already been a link visited. He's under contract for one more year, U, uh, UDFA in 2025. You keep hyping estimate he'll be going in the 10th. I, that's fair. Look, I have to pay the price. If I have influence, then I guess people are going to follow some of my guys, but that's fine. Look, legendary upside, put him in the mid 150s. Somebody pointed out. Um, I have not, I've, I think it was Bindles. Somebody asked earlier if I've looked at legendary upside rankings. I, I unfortunately am not a sub of legendary upside. I don't have, I don't actually pay for a lot of subs and Crane didn't give me a compliment. So I don't so that's some, that's just the reality of it. Uh, point being though, like I have not looked at it, but um, you know, like I think those guys are very smart ranking it. Um, I would say that the doing it this early as well means you're probably up on the game in a way that some of the other ones out there aren't like, you know, I, I like ETR's data a lot. I don't think their rankings are necessarily the best, even though, you know, Herzog is obviously a great drafter. Um, so if you're going to follow anything, I think following ETR's ones or excuse me, following a uh, legendary upsides ones would be the one I would say to follow. But, you know, honestly, in a perfect world, you probably should pay for like ETRs and for legendary upsides and for spike weeks and then blend them um, because like you're not going to be able to do that with projections. So doing that with rankings would be one way to find what the real you know median is of the of the industry and of guys that have some credibility and have done the legwork. So that would be the thing I might say. But I think estimate grades out well and everything. So I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Whereas Ray Davis... <laughs> Who's keeping for Ray Davis? Not enough. A lot of rookies were hugely undervalued. Well, I think because uh, I know legendary upside one was also accounting for market data, which is what I did last year for the Spags rankings too that we did through Football Outsiders. And still planning to try to figure out how to do that this year, though I'm not ready to do it at this point because I have to then write up. I have to write up like a little snippet for every player is what I think the biggest value uh, of the Spags rankings are. Um, so I have to figure that out and then how to make it so you can import to underdog. So. I'm trying to think I'm going to try to figure that out, but I don't know if enough people actually would want to pay for that. That's worth it for me. Um, but point being like, 
you have to account for the market ADPs and rankings is what I learned last year, because if you don't do that, you're just pushing people towards guys to take then, especially if they're using them live on underdog, you're pushing people towards guys like that um, are coming in 40 picks kind of things. And so you have to adjust the markets and kind of go, you know, 10 picks above or beneath based on that. Um, And I think that's what legendary upside does well that I know for a fact they built in because I watched the video they did. Um, so I think that's a smart way to do that. And that would be, you know, what I would say for any rankings you follow, they should account for market data heavily. Got sacrilegious on the payroll. Good move. Yeah. Sacrilegious is a very sharp guy. I think it is good content too. All right. Got Elijah Moore, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was quietly very good last year. Running backs, we could do the Eli Mitchell bullshit for one more year. You know what? I I never get J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a little bit underpriced. I'm taking J.K. Dobbins here. J.K. Dobbins, one of those guys, you know, could be a Miles Sanders where he goes somewhere in free agency and he just doesn't have it anymore. Obviously, another year of injury for Dobbins. That could be it. Uh, I would prefer to buy in on the fact that he was great in the one game he played this year. He was great last year. Um, I think for Dobbins, I think he's underpriced right now because of the fact that like people don't know where he's going to go in free agency. And to me, if he goes back to the Ravens, great. He probably loses some touch to Keaton Mitchell when he's back, uh, probably loses some touch to somebody if they bring Gus back or whatever. Um, but I think Dobbins is still in a good spot no matter what he gets. At a gross range. Yeah, it is a gross range. That's why I was willing to go up for Dobbins. And Marshawn Lloyd going earlier too. Another guy that, uh, again, had a good senior bowl, so I'm not the only one uh, in the bag for him. Uh, Eli Mitchell, again, we can make the bet that he is the understudy for McCaffrey for one more year. Could also take Gus Edwards in the hopes that one of these guys gets a new spot and it's an upgrade and the other guy ends up still being a touchdown back for Baltimore. I kind of like that play. Gus will be my RB six team so far. We have a two, six, seven, one. So we do need some late tight ends. Of course, we know the guys that I like late tight end. And if you don't know, you'll find out shortly. Uh, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Audric Estime, JK Dobbins, and Gus Edwards. Wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, Cooper Cup, Romo Dunze, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Lad McConkey, and Josh Palmer. I feel like, I feel like we lost... <laughs> Lost things a little bit here with Ladd and Josh Palmer, but it's okay. Correlated, obviously, and Ladd. We're doing it for our guy, Adam. And uh, Sam Laporte at tight end. So we got that going. Yeah, I think if, if Ladd were Troy Franklin, this draft would look really sick for me. If Ladd were Troy Franklin and Romo Dunze were Malik neighbors, I think we'd say, I would say we crushed this draft. This is the best draft I've done so far. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So this this draft is a draft of one where I'm hoping that I'm wrong about those two guys that I think are much better picks. But we got Estime. We got Estime. I should take Ray Davis. Uh, now I, I've pleased Adam in the chat. I can please buy him for. <laughs> I can make everybody happy by taking their guys. I get it, man. You're passionate about your takes. I'm a schlub and get made when people snipe a naked QB when I have two pass catchers. Keep it up. Thank you, Braden. I appreciate that. I think that was a compliment, so I'm going to say thank you. But yes, I, I'm passionate about my guys. I'm Look, I, I think you should be. You know, And honestly, that's what I liked about Lime Force Thread is that even though I disagree about Ray Davis, I, I like that he came out, like he put a few clips out there. Um, I really think, though, that more people... I, this is why I push you guys to Sports Info Solution stuff and why you know I try to share some of the key numbers every time I can. I really wish that people use the EPA metrics a little bit more because sometimes you do have these eye test guys and it's like, wow, like such juice, especially on like a highlight level. 
But then you look at the EPA metrics and it's like, okay, what's he doing over 20 touches a game? And it's like, oh, you're not really adding value. And that not adding value kind of compounds upon itself. It's like for sports betting. I was talking about it with probably where if you were to always take 50, 50 bets at minus 110 odds, that's like, it's you paying 10% big. But if you're taking 50, 50 bets at plus 110 odds, you're giving yourself a little bit of cover and, and a little bit more profitability when those things do hit. And I think that's where, you know, not using EPA metrics and not looking at them a little more aggressively puts people in a spot where they don't realize that like the compound, compounding failures of people, those minus 110 bets over and over and over again, like that's when a guy doesn't become a stud player. And I tend to think Ray Davis is a little bit more of a compounding minus 110 bet. Um, whereas I think, you know, I think estimate is a compounding plus 110 bet. I hope that was a good way to tie it all together. It made sense to me with, with my knowledge base, but for you guys, I don't know. Coming up here, could take a third QB, wouldn't be opposed to that. Could complete the Baltimore running back triumvirate, though I don't think that all three of those guys hit necessarily if I were to take Justice Hill. Antonio Gibson, free agent pass catcher, A.J. Dillon, free agent sledgehammer back. Miles Sanders, new coaching staff is the one shot for him uh, to refine usefulness. think we probably could use another wide receiver as well. Who's not going to be here on the way back is probably Antonio Gibson. He will be my RB7. Um, as I just really, in general, most drafts, even 18-round drafts, I am going to be striving to get more seven running back builds, especially if I am doing zero RB shit, just want to get to seven running backs. But in general, too, like I took Bijan on in the first round, so that, to me, would just make the running backs I take at a seven running backs uh, kind of build just come later. But I still would like to get seven running backs on uh, most builds. Oh, Justin took Ray. Okay, I didn't see that. So there we go. Our guy Justin has Ray Davis. Welcome to the Ray Davis hide. You now get a free punch card from Eric Bime for, for a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> if, you, if you draft Ray Davis here 10 times, you get to show that to Bime for, and it'll go. <laughs> Maybe even some tongue. I don't know. Depends how enthusiastic you were about the Ray Davis. All right. 2771. Obviously still needs some tight end play here. You know, Noah Fant at this range, not a bad play. Davis Allen would have made sense, but Poppy Chula took him, so that's fine. Um, yeah, I think this is a Noah Fant spot. I don't think Everett comes back to the Chargers, and I don't know that they take a rookie, but I think we know a rookie that might be good to take in one of these last two rounds here. Find out. <laughs> Tongue is extra. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it's all subject to like, did you like his tweet on Twitter about Ray Davis as well? Uh, that's what he's willing to go above and beyond. If you really showed support for the Ray, the Ray Davis hive. Did someone say tongue? Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler always lives up to a bit. This is the last leg of a four-leg NBA parlay on the Kings money line last night. It's enough to never want to bet again until maybe 6 p.m. tonight. I get it. Parlays are the devil. It's one thing I've noticed too. Um, and again, the sharpest site out there, stochastic, I think I've noticed doing it on content more. They're mostly posting two leg prize picks and stuff like that. Cause they realize that like you keep posting these five pick ones. Like, yeah, if, I hate the thing where people post like a five leg prize pick and they go four and one on my prize. And it's like that. Okay. Th then that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, like, yeah, four and one is great. If they're all straight bets for a prize picks card, if you're running a five leg parlay, a four and one doesn't matter. But if you're constantly showing winning two leg parlays, then I think, or two leg, you know, prize picks, pickums, whatever the fuck they, their branding is. Uh, then people start to tail you a little bit more. So I think it's interesting thing to note that uh, uh, if you are a person out there, that even these sites that are promoting are now like focused, at least the smart sites that are promoting are focused on still bets they can actually win. Chargers or Houston for fan, please. Houston would be an electric spot for him if they got rid of Dalton Schultz, which I think is likely, but 
We'll see. Schultz did enough to keep the job. I just don't know they want to reach his payday. And Fant, uh, Fant is definitely one of those guys. Uh, second contract for a tight end can always be a spot where they reemerge. And has not did not happen for Irv Smith. That was kind of the hope for him. Uh, did happen for Evan Ingram, though he also had some spike weeks for the Giants. Fant has had spike weeks. So hope is that it gets more reliable about having those spike weeks. So there you go. <laughs> Adam, you are not a quiet 41% lad. <laughs> you are. You've been very clear about your intentions. Most winning roster construction, 2693 per legendary upside. Okay. I, I I get it. You know, I think it's it's a comfort thing for me, but you can make the case then if you were going to go for comfort um, that you want to get like three QBs, three tight ends, like then you're getting comfortable at every position and you don't have enough of everybody. I think a, I mean, a 269, I feel like you got to be taking up two early running backs for that one. I don't know. I don't know the piece that Maverick Steel was talking about from legendary upside, but uh, I two, six, nine bills are not my preferred, but I also do usually get earlier wide receiver capital. So I don't know. Irv Smith is small and slow. Fanta's big and fast. It's not that small. Is he? I, I don't know. Irv, small, uh, Irv Smith's numbers offhand, but oh man, Ben Sinnott, obviously Ben Sinnott was the one <laughs> that I would have liked to have taken for my tight end three, but Ben Sinnott now enough of a known commodity that I'm not going to get him fallen to me in the 19th bummer for that. But uh, Ben Sinnott, the tight end that I, I will cape for, um, he's my lad McConkey. He is my my special little angel. He's not Brock Bowers, but um, 6'4", 250, just has the test at a 4'5", 4'5", 40, and he will be golden. But we will see. All right, 6'2", all right, 6'2", is a little bit small for modern tight ends. Last year's class was enormous, though. Everybody was like 6'4", 6'5", 240. Oh, well, uh, Brian sniped me. How dare you? I didn't know you were in the chat, Brian, but it's okay. We want, again, I'm finding the joy. The joy that I'm going to have for Brian is that I'm glad he's getting a taste of Ben Sinnott. I couldn't get him, but Hey, one of the homies gets him, right? So we're, we're doing, we're doing Vince McMahon things, I guess. Sorry. Um, all right. I'd like to get one more tight end. Wouldn't hate one more QB. Uh, I just think that Bryce Young's going to have some utility. I don't know who he's going to be throwing to out of this group. I guess it's possible Romo Dunze could be a Panther. That would be a way that they try to give uh, Bryce Young a better version of DJ Chark. So maybe that's the stack. But uh, to me, Bryce Young shouldn't be free. I think he's going to be in the Baker Mayfield glow up this year uh, with Dave Canales. So Bryce Young for me. She left estimate. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not giving you my other player. You can just... <laughs> You can take Ben Sennett. Uh, Jaheim Bell. Uh, so Papa Chilla here. Papa Chula taking late tight ends. Did he only take three? No, he took oh, he took five tight ends. It's a little bit egregious by Papa Chula. But he took my Davis Allen, which would have gone nice with this team. All right, would like to get one more tight end in here. Revan Jordan maybe fails upwards to be the starting Houston tight end. Don't hate that as a play. Yeah, with honestly, without the rookies that I really like here, Bell's gone. Senate's gone. We're taking Brevin Jordan. Final team, a 3773. Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Audric Estime, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Antonio Gibson. I, I, I like this running back room. I think it's a pretty fun one. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Cooper Cup, Romo Dunze, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Lad McConkey, Josh Palmer. Would really like to swap those last two picks for slightly better receivers, but I think it makes sense. And a tight end, Sam Laporta, Noah Fant. Brevin Jordan. 
think it's a pretty good team. All right, guys. So tomorrow, actually, so one more run through the plugs, I guess. So number one, uh, promo code splash and underdog. Double your deposits, 100 bucks. Again, great way if you're starting out underdog to build that bankroll. You also get a mystery pick them if you're a new sign up on underdog. So check that out. Uh, number two, I should actually have these stickers ready to go. Number two, stochastic. Tomorrow we'll be doing the Super uh, Super Bowl showdown preview. We'll be hand building, optimizing, simulating lineups tomorrow on stream. And you can also do that same por- uh, process for yourself with stochastic data by using that promo code splash. So save 50% on all the stochastic data for NBA as well. For PGA, if you want to play some PGA showdown, they have the MMA Sims all the data and tools they have. You save 15% with that promo code SPLASH or check the link in the description. Uh, probably, again, so two things of probably. Number one, if you want to guest host Splash Play, check the pinned comment. There'll be a way for you to leave five stars and a review for probably on the App Store. If you leave a comment or a positive review, a five-star and a review on the App Store for probably, you'll be entered to be a guest host here on Splash Play. And if you just want to use probably's data, getting better bets, build your bankroll for sports betting and for, you know, for playing best ball all year, use the data that we have. It's the best data in the industry. Uh, again, like a 15 to 20% ROI, depending on the sport, a 50 to 60% win rate, depending on the sport. So like, I trust it. I, I put my, my life savings into it to make a good product for you guys. So uh, check it out for yourself. Two ways to get it as well. Uh, seven day free trial, but with the app store, uh, probably or save 50% on a monthly package or a yearly package uh, at probably.com slash subscribe with the promo code splash on there. So check it out for yourself. Probably.com slash subscribe. Back tomorrow with that uh, that big showdown preview video. And uh, of course, thank you to the Squirt Squad as well. If you want to be on this list, hit that join button now below $4.99 a month. And you'll be supporting the show and get some of the premium things that we'll have coming up in the next few weeks, months, years, whatever the case may be. Subscribe, hit the like button before you go. Back tomorrow with more. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Oh, God. It's, you get out of breath. <laughs> Boring so hard down the home stretch, but I also don't want to spend forever doing ad reads. So thank you guys for hanging out. I hope the joy was evident today and I'm going to do my best to bring that joy every day. So leave a comment and all that smash that like button. See you guys again soon. Enjoy your days and uh, good luck.